0: Hello and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello there and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast. And today, we're talking about sales. Now, one of the things I hear a lot from members of the Actually community is how much they hate sales. One member recently commented that she would do almost anything else rather than do a sales call. Weed the garden, tackle her kids' revolting bedroom, clean the loo, pretty much anything. And the general consensus in the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group is that sales is, well... A little bit ick. So I decided to run a series of free masterclasses entitled Sales Without the Ick. And in this week's episode, I thought I would share some of the key points on the podcast for anyone who wasn't able to make it in person. Okay. So for those of you who really don't love sales, but still want to grow your businesses, this is the bad news. There is simply no version of growing your business that won't involve sales of some kind, whether that's emails or social content, making an offer in a webinar, doing a full scale, all singing, all dancing, jazz hands launch, or one-to-one via sales calls, you're going to need people to buy from you, which means you're going to need to sell to them. One person in the community said, only thing worse than selling is being sold to. And that's true if the person selling to you is doing it badly. If you're not their ideal client, so actually you have no interest in what they offer, or if they approach it in a really unethical, manipulative way, prodding at all of your pain points and exploiting your fears, or if they themselves feel really uncomfortable about it, and then project that discomfort onto you. But the good news is that it is entirely possible to do this well and to do it in a way that doesn't feel ick to you or to them. The key is mindset, ethics, and having a decent structure to follow. Now, I can't repeat an entire 90 minute masterclass covering all three of these elements in this 15 to 20 minute podcast episode, but I want to focus on the mindset element and offer you some powerful reframes for your beliefs about sales. But first, let me tell you a story. It's been a perfect day, one of those long, easy summer days that you probably remember from your childhood. Blue skies overhead, bright sunshine, gritty warm sand between my toes, running in and out of the cold sea, squealing with delight as mum reads her book, keeping a watchful eye on us from behind her huge black sunglasses. My eyelids are heavy as we drive slowly home in our family car with fish and chip wrappers scenting the air with vinegar. I'm really tired. There's no two ways about it, but I desperately want to stay awake. I don't want to be carried sleeping into the house and miss the chance to give my dad a big cuddle. He's been at work all day whilst mum and my sister Emma and I played on the beach. Poor dad. We get back home and he's there and I run full pelt into the lounge, dive onto the sofa and pester him with questions and with stories about my day. Mum, clearly desperate for some adult company after a day taking care of a four-year-old and a six-year-old, is making ominous noises about bedtime. But I smile up at Dad with my most winsome and happy smile, proudly showing off the gaps where my two front teeth have recently fallen out. I've not seen Dad all day, I say, and he's been stuck in a boring office whilst we've been having fun on the beach. He should get to spend time with us too. It's only fair. And noticing that my sister is already asleep and I'm in danger of being banished because of her inability to keep her eyes open... I'm six now. I don't need to go to bed at the same time as Emma. She's still a baby. Mum relents. Dad grins at me. Darling, you could sell ice to the Eskimos, he says. And it's clear to me that this is something to be proud of, that he thinks this is a good thing. Now, I adore my dad. He is the best dad in the world, and I will brook no argument on that subject. Hey, Dad, if you're listening. And it's fair to say that I am the apple of his eye. For many years, my overriding motivation for nearly every decision I made was to make him proud. So if he thought that being, being able to sell ice to the Eskimos was a great achievement, then by golly, I would make sure I could do that. And I did. Ever since I was that gappy-toothed kid selling my mum and dad on the idea of a later bedtime. I have loved sales. Now, I only ever sell things that I believe in. I only ever invite people to work with me if I truly believe I can help them. It is a necessary part of the process of being of service, of leadership, and I know that it need not be an uncomfortable experience for either party. The point of the story is that because someone I loved and admired told me that selling was a good thing, I believed them. And I have never subsequently had a problem with it. When people sell to me in a way that feels uncomfortable, unpleasant, or unethical, I don't assign the blame to sales, but to that person's approach. And I recognise that if I don't sell, I don't get to help you to achieve your business dreams, to make your difference in the world and to make a great living whilst you're about it, right? So when we're considering mindset in the context of sales, the first thing I suggest you do is explore all of those unhelpful beliefs about sales and ask yourself, where did they come from? If you believe that sales is pushy or unethical, if you believe that nobody wants to buy right now or that only extroverts can be good at sales if you think that sales means being manipulative and exploiting people if you think nobody likes being sold to these are beliefs you may treat them like unassailable laws rules that cannot be disproved but the adjust beliefs they are not the truth So where has that belief come from? Usually from a bad experience, from a portrayal of unethical sales, from a story or a meaning that you've made up based on a particular experience at a specific time. And ever since that experience, your brain has sorted for evidence to support that belief and found it. Because of course, there are always going to be people who behave badly in every walk of life. In every sales situation, you'll probably find somebody who will behave in an unethical way and they will always offer you the proof that you want to reinforce your belief that sales is pushy or unethical or exploitative. But what your brain rejects or glosses over is all the evidence to the contrary, because that doesn't suit the decision you've made the meaning that you've made up it doesn't suit your narrative but that narrative is just that it's a narrative a story a belief and you can choose whether or not to continue to believe it or to make a different choice that will be much more empowering for you that will serve you better now for all of these beliefs that hold you back when it comes to sales that make sales feel ick to you There are some powerful reframes, some new beliefs that you can hold and put in place that will enable you to approach sales with a clear mind and a degree of ease. And there's one belief that you need to have, one that is more important than all of the others, one that if you do not have it, it doesn't matter what you hear on this podcast or what I teach you if you come and do my masterclasses you're going to struggle with sales. You have to believe in what you offer. You have to believe in the value of your product or your service. You have to believe that it is the solution that your people are looking for, that it will work for them, that it will tackle the challenges they face or bring them closer to or deliver on their dreams. You have to know that in your core And when you do, when you know that what you offer is valuable, that it is necessary, that it is a true solution for your clients, then you can accept this first reframe of sales as a fair exchange. Because it's good for you and it's good for them. You are receiving the money you deserve for the value that you're offering. They are receiving something that they want and need and that will help them. But if you don't believe in what you do, if you don't believe that you're good enough, don't believe that you can truly help people, then you will struggle to see sales as a fair exchange. Here's another reframe. Most people consider sales pushy. That's usually because they've been sold to by people who have tried to take their power and autonomy away from them by pushing them into a corner manipulating them into a decision so that it doesn't even feel like a decision anymore. It feels like being bullied, right? And that's not an empowering place to be. But good sales, ethical sales is actually empowering. You're not trying to overcome someone's defences, manipulate them into buying from you. You are providing them with information and empowering them to make an informed decision. And that choice may be not to work with you. And if so, that's okay. I mean, everyone is entitled to make bad choices if they want to, right? But your job when selling isn't to overpower them, it's to empower them. That's reframe number two. Now, I want you to bring to mind the last time you bought something and really enjoyed it. It might have been tickets to the theatre, a beautiful piece of clothing. It might have been a bag or a holiday. It might have been a book, a piece of cake, a cup of coffee, a car. What made that experience enjoyable rather than cringy? Because many people have a belief that people don't like being sold to, but the reality is people love buying things that they're excited about. It's called retail therapy for a reason. When I bought my car a few years ago, I loved the whole experience from beginning to end. And let's be honest, most car salespeople are, well, let's just say that they're not usually the poster children for ethical sales, right? But I enjoyed it because I wanted a new car. Because it was exciting for me to make that investment because I bought from someone who really loved their product and was passionate about it and who felt completely comfortable with the process of selling that car to me. People love to buy things, to invest, and your role is really just to facilitate that. And again, this is linked to that idea of sales really being about empowering people. But it's also about understanding the true nature of personal responsibility. As a business owner, you have made a choice. You are choosing to invite people to work with you, to buy from you. You cannot have a functioning business without making that choice to sell and without being willing to do so. In fact, I would go so far as to say that as a business owner, it's not just a choice, it is your responsibility to sell so that your business survives and you can be of service to those who need you. But that is where your responsibility ends. You do not force people to buy from you. You are not so all-powerful, so omnipotent that you can force someone to make a choice that goes against their best interests, and nor should you want to you make the invitation, they choose whether or not to take up that invitation. And provided you've not given them false information, provided you haven't lied to them or misled them in some way, then it is their choice to buy and they are responsible for that decision. People love to buy and your job, your responsibility is simply to facilitate that process. That's reframe number three. So how do those reframes, those new beliefs land with you? Remember, sales is a process. It encompasses many things, from the copy on your website to the content of your sales calls. And I've just created a new free guide to part of that process, looking at how to create a great sales page that is ethical, effective and empowering. If you would like to get your hands on that guide, then head on over to the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. The link is in the show notes and you'll find a post about the new guide. Just check the featured section at the top of the page or search for sales page and then drop a yes please in the comments on that post and we'll DM you a link in a few days. Why? Well, simple, because it's time. And you are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group, because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey, and you will always be welcome.